This episode of The Blurred Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised. King G. Gross sight. ENT. <laughs> Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Let me, let me pop my shit. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my shit. Hands up. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the first official episode of The Blurred Mob. I am your neighborhood foot. For those listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get more updates from the mob. Today, we're going to be talking about all things MCU Phase 4. So joining the mob today is my boy, McMillian. What's up, McMillian? What's good, everybody? What's good, Portia? I'm all right. I'm doing good on this wonderful day. Um, McMillian is a co-host of his upcoming podcast called Gurn Otaku Council. His co-host, Ace, um, is also supposed to be here today. He's running a little late, so hopefully we get some Ace action, some Ace and McMillian action. But um, before we get started, I just wanted to ask, how is you guys' podcast coming along? It's going good. It's going good. We have... uh... One more shadow test uh, video that we want to do. And then we have uh, the planned animes we uh, want to do for our list of the October release. That's when we plan on coming out. So look forward to us coming around sometimes within the first week of October or the second. Nice. So we're going to go ahead and jump into the conversation. Um, How I want to do this, Jay, I want to start with the Phase 4 movies. And then we'll go into mm-hmm. the Disney Plus shows. And then... Last thing I want to get into is that the upcoming movies and shows that are coming up for Phase 4. So, let's go ahead and get started with these movies. So, Phase 4 is supposed to uh, be comprised, let me pull up my list, of 12 movies starting in 2021 and ending in 2023. We've already seen Mm -hmm. two of the movies, which is Black Widow that dropped in July and Shang-Chi, which dropped in this month, September. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my dates mixed up. Um, <laughs> and excuse me if I butchered that name. I think it's, it's Shang-Chi, if I um, remember correctly. Correct. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, how are you feeling about the movie so far? Black Widow was good. Um, I think Shang-Chi served a really good start for the new stuff of the phase four considering black widow you know was a a prequel and everything i think chang chi definitely introduced itself well and holds uh its own with the already established universe and has got me intrigued for what else is to come so i think it's doing a good job i would agree with chang chi i almost feel like that should have just been the movie that started phase four because i now that we've seen it, I I don't know the value. I no longer see the value of Black Widow being the movie that starts off Phase 4. Other than the end credit scene and who Valentina is as a character from what we've seen from Falcon Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure how much value it adds 
and then to the overall thing yeah. overall and i guess it's coming off of the fact that black widow is a prequel movie and it in the placement that it happened in with it being a movie before infinity war it's kind of like well we know she's not gonna die in this movie or and with the villain being at who it is and then her dying after Endgame, it's really hard for us to fit in her movie into what's going to happen in the future. So I kind of feel like Shang-Chi yeah. should have just been the movie to kick off Phase 4. Because we get this I mean, new character, and then they're also... I, you can go ahead. Okay, sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you because you did thing. But I was like, I, th- I, I fully agree. In a way, I kind of look at it already as if it was the movie that set off Phase 4. I know that's gonna, that might be kind of messed up but it's sort of like since black widow was a prequel it almost feels like it should have been within phase three or something like that i mean like a lot of people have already mentioned how they it should have came out a long time ago like it was way overdue right so to me shang chi kind of already represents the 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 big the starting point the phase four even if it wasn't cut uh i guess on the list of the first movie It, it seemed like that was a plan anyway and they just was like oh wait we needed to make this black widow film here i don't know if they even needed to make it like why i guess my question is why did we need a black widow movie because of when it was released why did we need a solo black Black widow Widow film i don't know if it necessarily needs to come out when it came out it should have i definitely think it should have been sooner um i the argument i guess of whether it was needed or not can be depend i think on the person i personally think it would have been nice to have gotten uh, a Black Widow slash Hawkeye movie more so if you're going to give because the, they're like they, I won't say they're the useless members or anything because they both bring something to the team or at least at the beginning they did but their their dynamic is somewhat the same they're both agents of they're both uh, members of Shield who do who are like specialized in covert ops slash assassination type missions if you were going to give want a movie why not just make it a buddy cop movie considering they had that dynamic in the first place and that's a good point i think that would have been and even if they made that movie i think that it should have been released in phase three yeah even if whether it was a buddy cop movie black widow hawkeye or just a black widow movie i think it should have been released in the time period that the movie took place in and maybe we would have gotten more value out of the movie because of that and Mm -hmm. i totally agree yeah so i don't know i feel like that movie being the movie to kick off phase four i don't think it should have been the one getting down to the the bottom line point so Mm -hmm. but shang chi i feel like with phase four because the the big thing with phase four for me is that end game has happened We've lost some major heroes. And even watching some of the Disney Plus shows, which we'll get into in a minute, is that we're seeing this coming-of-age hero type. Like, who's going to be the next Iron Man? Who's going to be the next Captain America? Who's going to be the next whatever? And, I mean, Mm -hmm. it could even have been who's going to be the next Black Widow without really putting in the Black Widow movie. But you you have all of these questions, like, who's next up? on the bench and i think shang shang chi gives us that 
because we get these new heroes, we get this new character, and at the same time, we're integrating everybody who's left from phase three into the movie. And I feel like that's how it should have started. That's how phase four should have been kicked uh, off. Yeah, no, I, um, one thing I really appreciated from this is that uh, Sha- uh, with Shang-Chi is the Marvel Universe is already established, and they didn't waste any time beating around the bush of it. They kind of like uh, within like the first couple of minutes of the movie, somewhat of a spoiler—not really a spoiler, a small thing—but they mention how, you know, a three oh, it's been three years since like the events of the snap and stuff like that, and it was, came up in casual conversation. Um, you know, they talked about how they lost heroes and all this other stuff. So it's like they don't spend any time wasting on like these these, these events happen. We're here to really learn more about like this character and what their implications in the world might be moving forward as we as broaden the Marvel Universe, basically. And That's a I good think point. They did a good job of it. I actually like that they brought up, like, in the first five, ten minutes of the movie, the snap. Not only did it let us know, like, what time period is Shang-Chi happening in, but it still reminds us that even though we're in a new phase and we're seeing a new hero, we're still dealing with the after effects of it. Mm-hmm. So the continuation yeah. of the universe, I I agree. I actually I like that they jumped in it, went straight ahead into it. So, yeah, yeah. and we've only seen two movies, but I kind of feel like Phase Four is just Phase One, or is going to be Phase One, but just enhanced. Yeah, phase one, the remix. Basically. Right, phase one, the <laughs> remix. I don't think we're going to get, we're going to get a big villain because, um, spoilers, if you haven't seen Loki, small, teensy, teensy bitties, spoiler, but we know Kang the Conqueror is coming because of the Loki series. Mm-hmm. So, I'm really interested to see how everything plays together, but I don't think it's going to be like the Thanos level phase that we just saw these past couple years so yeah it'd be interesting to see i want to know well because kang even though i've read some of the comics kang isn't a character i'm like 100 familiar with because he's more of like involved with the fantastic four which is eventually supposed to be in this phase as well just it's like no one knows when or how it's gonna play about so it's supposed so, to be I'm the interested. last movie fantastic four. yeah well i mean it's it's that in blade Mm-hmm. Those are like the two question marks, kind of, for this phase. But uh, so I'm wondering, like, how they're gonna build up to him? Because, like, with Thanos, there is like, oh, here are these like roadblocks, like along the way that led to Thanos. And for Kang, I'm just like, well, we kind of got a big reveal of him in the in the Loki series. What are gonna be like the small villains, the small but major villains that lead up to him? Because you know, the Avengers had Loki. And then we had Ultron, and then eventually we got to like Thanos. And along the way, there were like the small roadmaps, like a movie such as Guardians that tied us to space, and you know expanded upon the Infinity Stones being a thing. So I wonder what like what are the roadblocks to to uh, Kang going to be like? That's a good uh, good point too, because looking at the the movie list, from what I've heard, is that the next appearance of Kang the Conqueror. It's supposed to be in the next Ant-Man movie. And mm-hmm. the next Ant-Man movie is not 
even supposed to premiere until 2023. So between now and 2023, that is our only known appearance of Kang the Conqueror. So that's a really good point of who they're going to put in for like the building blocks. If this is the the major villain of Phase yeah, One, I mean, I mean they could uh, they could be going about it a different way because a lot of the movies based on the list, I I think for especially the older characters seem to be expounding upon who they are more or like what their implications might be later on throughout this uh journey within the MCU because the new movies seem to j- are like establishing characters and like what their roles might be but like i guess Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness like what is Doctor you, you know it it seems based on just a little bit of what we got from the trailers or teasers of No Way Home that he that there's more mysticism probably be going to be going on in regards to the multiverse now and how that might play into everything it's it's very interesting to see like where where the current uh roster of heroes is what they're going to be up to and stuff like that especially like with all the theories that are now developing from the disney plus shows that's true and while you were explaining that something that popped up in my head is what if this phase is just a a catch-up phase? Because some of the movies that we are getting and the characters that they are focusing on, I wouldn't say they were sideline characters in the previous phases, but they weren't major. I would say they weren't major hitters in the mm-hmm. previous phases. So maybe I, I mean, this I phase is just building them up to be major hitters. And maybe the reason why Ant-Man it's at the end of the phase. Is because now we've built everybody up. Here's the big villain. Now, how do we handle this big villain? And that may be going into phase five. That that could yeah. be what they're doing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Considering a lot of the, a lot of the movies for this phase seem to be related to heroes that only in the last phase only got like one movie, one or two movies. Right. So. Because most of our major characters got like at least three. Mm-hmm. Some of them got like two and a half, kind of. Yeah. Or did or one and a half? I guess because Hulk only got one movie. <laughs> True, but Hulk is Hulk is a different type of. Yeah, it, it it's legalities. Legalities. And stuff like that. But, he yeah. he's had a different <laughs> journey. Mm-hmm. So. I'm definitely inter- based off of Shang Chi though. I am definitely say I'm looking forward to the rest of Phase Four because I mean we've discussed it in private, but like I was telling you when I saw the trailer for the Internals, nothing was really grabbing me that much because of just how like oh this is ancient group that like been on Earth for centuries and they weren't they're not allowed to get into big conflicts unless it has to deal with this ancient evil that they fight. Mm-hmm. I mean that's cool, but like what is what. How do they tie into everything? And then, you know, we got to the... I'm not going to describe the scene because it's still... I mean, the movie is still in theater, so, yeah. you know, people still... Please go please go watch it. It's actually really good. Um, that in, the end credit scene sets up somewhat for the Eternals. And I'm like, okay, now I'm actually engaged. I, I wish the trailer had done had done that, but the, uh, it actually... She actually did, I feel like, a good job of setting up for the next movie which is good on its part like it's helping it's doing it that end credit scene did i felt like what it was supposed to do and helps lay the foundation for the next thing to come so i was definitely about to bring that up because you and me uh, had the same opinion of 
Eternals. Like it wasn't all of the trailers that we're putting out, all of these, the clips or whatever, and all the news about it wasn't really hyping me up for Eternals. And then my number one question is like, where do they fit in into all of this? These ancient beings that have been around here this whole time. The second question was like, where the hell have you guys been? Because folks have been fighting for their lives. <laughs> People have been fighting for their lives. Half of the universe got turned into Rillo hey. Packs. What have you guys been doing? Like, it was Just, so many questions. Mm-hmm. And it was very hard for me to be excited for this movie under other than the lingering questions that I had. So, yeah, it, that end credit so, scene in Shang-Chi definitely boosted my interest to seeing that movie. Yeah, I mean, even the events that happened in the movie also, like, I mean, we talked about it, like, this is a theory episode, so I won't get into my theories, but the way the the major villain or the last villain, I'll say, of the Shang-Chi movie even sprinkles to somewhat hints of, like, how the Eternals might play out in the coming uh, movies. So yeah. it, uh, I'll say Shang-Chi, besides, like, being a great standalone, like, this is a great, here's your new hero to this universe. He's a good character, all this, that, and the other. Did a really good job of still setting up, like, Oh, there, besides Thanos, who was a major threat, huge threat, there are still things to come and we still have things to throw at you. So yeah. you don't have to worry about that. So I am now looking forward to Eternals because with the added context that uh, Shang-Chi gave to what they could, how they could be um, involved, I am definitely looking forward to see more, well, like, at least interested to see uh, their movie, to, to, for them to tell me more, like, why are they important as we move along and, like, uh, this new phase. Yep. And I want to go back to your point, McMillian, about, because something else that just popped in my head. When you brought up that this phase seems to be more of mythicism in the multiverse, I think now that we've seen Shang-Chi, like, so first three phases were all about the Infinity Stones and these different stones and the different powers and all of the stories, whether they in some sense, in some form, played into that. Mm-hmm. So now we have Shang-Chi, which is um, all of the mythicism with the uh, the monsters that were in the cave. And then you have Doctor Strange, the trailer that we've seen from Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, um, all of the multiverse stuff. It seems like it's establishing the theme for it. That before, here's the Infinity Stones, and now this phase is going to be more magic, mythicism, and then with the Internals being these ancient beings, because they've been here, like, even going to the Mandarin, the real Mandarin, and Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. he's been here, like, this whole time. They've been here this whole time, so now we're going to be exploring the ancient part of the MCU. To you, yeah. Outside I, of, yeah, you know, no, I, North mytho- mythology, like, Thor, you got a little bit but I think like the internals, the Eternals and the Mandarin's history is going to give you that we're on Earth. Here's what we've been doing since like the beginning type thing. And here's how it's going to play into the future. This stuff to come. Yeah. Actually, you know, what? that's a good point. I didn't even think uh, in the regards to like the the past, the present uh, uh, observation you just made. I was just more of like, I know we're hitting more mystic arts type and multiversal type stuff this stride around like 
last time it was more kind of like physical. Like I mean, like I, for instance, Iron Man is a man who decided to make a suit of armor. Captain America is a guy who got like super amazing steroids. Like I, it was like more. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot more physicality in stuff, and like we didn't really get mysticism and uh, stuff till we like introduced Doctor Strange and. Um, we got more heavily into the stones and like how they affected the universe, but it wasn't like touching anything besides like their own universe. Now we're here, now we got like the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer and slash teasers, and now we know oh there is a multiversal stuff. Or you, you know you get into Loki and you see the end of it and you're like oh there's a lot more that could potentially be happening as we move forward through the phases. And I think what Shang Chi did was a good establishing like hey. This, there's a lot, even without like touching on the Mercy versus stuff, there's a lot more in this universe that we still haven't explored yet. And I think that's a, that was a good way to start. And even going into WandaVision was the same thing because that's how true. we see Wanda and Quicksilver get their powers in Ultron, it was like they were experiments and they got enhanced by this Infinity Stone. But what WandaVision did was they yes they included that story but they basically just broke out like it's this whole other conspiracy surrounding your powers like it's not you just didn't get this super boost from an infinity stone you're a whole mythic being like there is a whole mm-hmm. origin story to who you actually are so yeah and it definitely also it definitely helped explain her powers work because I feel like if they weren't going to touch on it, a lot of people are going to be like, what is up with the hand waving stuff? Is it like psychic or not? And, you know, so I thought it did a good job of it. Uh, you know, if we're going to touch a little bit on WandaVision, I think adding the mysticism there was also a good, you know, point to do so because a lot of people, I'm pretty sure, already had questions on like, what exactly is Wanda's powers? Because mm-hmm. she's, I mean, you know, other than they've, I mean, they've changed it in the comics now to kind of fit the MCU, but like, she, she wasn't a mutant, so it's not like they could be like, oh, yeah, she is, like, uh, she can structure the molecules of the universe like she could when she was a mutant. They had to come up with something else. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've already started talking about WandaVision, and we touched a little bit on Loki, so I'm going to go ahead and divert the conversation to the Disney Plus shows. So, for Phase 4, there's supposed to be 13 Disney Plus shows. Um. Same time period, 2021 to 2023. We've already seen four, and we're about to get mm-hmm. the fifth, Hawkeye, November 24th. Yeah, just, got, just got the teaser for that, what, like last week, I think? Yep. Or it's Monday. I, I want to say it was Monday we got that teaser. Okay. But um, what I want to know is how have you been feeling? Because the Disney Plus shows, they are new. They are refreshing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, these aren't the only Marvel shows that we've seen. So true, true. how are you feeling um, about the Disney Plus shows versus what we've already seen? Okay, so I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but Portia gave me this platform, so I'm going to just mention this. <laughs> Agent, Carter, Agent Carter was robbed. That was an amazing show, and they need to bring it back. All right. Um, so that was my side note. I'm gonna give it to you <laughs> what we talking about. Uh, so Wanda, so I'll just go through briefly. I think WandaVision is probably some of the best television I've ever seen. That that the way they blended like the past to present type thing, and it never felt stale. 
like there were t- certain times where like the jokes kind of ran a little bit too long, but I think overall the way they did it was so unique and well crafted that was like really good. I I think out of all the Marvel projects besides maybe Loki, that was like some of my favorite type of television. Like the way they just went in because it was a it was a show about superheroes, but it was more of like a character study of Wanda herself, the whole entire thing, and the way they went about it was beautiful. Like I I had there are very few notes I could give it. Like they everybody felt real. They humanized Vision. I mean, he was already kind of humanized in the movies, but they really went into him himself as well, considering, you, you, I mean, I'm not going to spoil it, but I, considering what he was. So, like, I, I, the Marvel, I've been very impressed with the uh, Disney Plus show so far. Even um, What If, which is currently out, because if, you Mar- if you're an animation fan, and if you've ever seen, like, you know, DC animation movies uh, shows are like king when it comes to like what they do. And Marvel has always kind of been rocky. Like yeah. it's hit or miss with them. Like they're either good or they're bad. They've never been like in between. And what if has been surprisingly refreshing. The animation is solid and the storytelling is fun and vibrant at times. Like it's really interesting. And even with the Hawkeye, uh, the Hawkeye teaser, I'm somewhat looking forward to that show because Portia mentioned it in our group chat, but uh, it reminded me of Home Alone. It reminded her of Home Alone, and Home Alone is like one of my favorite Christmas movies. And I think if you're going to tell the story about, I'm sorry, he's like he's the least of it, it interesting <laughs> Avenger. I, I don't. I, I apologize if you're a Hawkeye fan. You got a bunch of Hawkeye posters in your room. That's not my testimony. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I apologize right now. But like. I, the way I actually got interested in the storyline they were going to tell from that trailer, I was I was already interested because Kate Bishop is an interesting character to me because of just how I don't know that much of her, but what I do know of her, she seems like a really interesting character. So I was interested to see that dynamic in the first place. But besides that, they actually made me interested in the show. And if you've seen Black Widow, there's also another reason to be interested in the show. Yes, but that was my reasoning. Like. I'll say this, the Disney Plus shows have really been doing well, but also one little sidebar, if you remember at the beginning when they announced Phase 4, unfortunately, they said that these shows would not be important to the movies. They lied. They lied. They lied. <laughs> <laughs> they lied. If, you, if you watch Loki, well, technically, any of them could, technically, you could say are important to the movies, but Loki especially has ramifications that affect the entire cinematic universe. That we just and, discussed. We just we yeah. we just discussed the room. If it did not click of uh, the Kang the Kang the Conqueror reveal that we just discussed, if it didn't click that that was a ramification, you know now. But that's the biggest one cuz the thing the thing that happens at the end of Water Vision can 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 could be explained in the movie. The stuff that happened at the end of Loki, unless they put in this time on Loki before the movie, which would be terrible. <laughs> I, you you have to watch Loki. Like you at least have to see that one, if any of them. Like that one, you have to. I feel like you have to watch because you're gonna be lost when probably by the time. I mean, like for instance, he's supposed to, uh, Kang and Conqueror is supposed to make an appearance, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum. I don't know how they're going to explain him unless it's just gonna be a standalone thing. But like yeah. he, the Loki has a huge ramifications by the end of it for the entire. MCU. But For besides sure. that, I think the Disney Plus shows have been done really well. They've obviously been treated with the utmost care. And I'm very excited for other ones like that I'm super interested in, such as like uh Secret Invasion, 
and Ironheart, as well as uh, there's supposed to be a Wakanda series coming. I'm not sure what the focus on that is, but I'm down for some more uh, Wakanda stuff. It's on the it's on the uh, what is, list is it of that, stuff. Is it that Moon Knight one that we're looking at? Oh no no no! Moon, I am excited for Moon Knight, but that's a, that. No one know they don't have like a year on that one. So the list I have up on my computer right now is their stuff. The one I, for the list Disney I have Plus has years. Moon Knight. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Because I was about to say the one I have for some of it is a uh, like they go to Secret Evasion, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and uh, they mentioned an untitled uh, Wakanda series, which is like to be announced. That must be new. Then I might be looking at we might be looking at some different lists, but that's. Interesting though, I would be down for a Wakanda uh based series though. Anything to mm-hmm. learn more about Wakanda, uh Black Panther, the everything behind their technology and whatnot. I think any chance to learn more about that would be great. But I totally agree with you. I think the Disney Plus shows have been great, awesome to say the least. Great storytelling. Um, a deeper dive into the sideline characters that really didn't get to their big moments in the previous phases. So Wanda, exactly. Vision, uh, Bucky, Falcon, um, Loki. Um, we always see Loki a certain way. We started to look at him different towards the end of the mm-hmm. phase, but the Loki series really gave us a different outlook on Loki and his morals and what kind of yeah, person he is. And I think it was really interesting, and to not to spoil the show too much, but it was really interesting to see that character grow from a Loki that we hadn't seen in the movies. Because this mm-hmm. is the Loki Definitely, that yeah. we in- encountered in Avengers 1. And for him to take that leap, that change, to where he was kind of sort of going in that direction towards the end of Phase 3, was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I want to say that Marvel has evolved from the shows that we've seen before. Um, just to touch on a couple, because you touched on Agent Carter. Um, don't kill the messenger, but I didn't see, I didn't watch Agent Carter. But hey, I could. heard it. It's, I heard it, it was it, really good. I heard it was really good. Yeah. No, no I, I feel like out of the, it didn't have the best time slot or anything. Like I was watching it on uh. I think it was Hulu or whatever. I, I didn't even catch it while it was airing, but it was really good, and I was surprised that they canceled it because it had a lot of room to grow. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people liked uh, Agents of Shield. I could my not dad, get past the first season. My dad was watching that, so my dad really liked Agent Carter and Agents of Shield. Once he got into it, he couldn't stop watching it. But I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get into it. Um, Marvel shows that I watch, uh, Cloak and Dagger, uh. The Gifted, uh, Runaways. Runaways is, yeah, I'm not going to touch on that, but um, <laughs> but those shows that explore different characters. Um, and even The Gifted being a X-Men series that didn't focus on the main X-Men characters that we were used to seeing, but like that next generation, that was interesting to see. And mm-hmm. those shows were... Great. I like them. Runaways, eh. But I think the Disney Plus shows, like I said, they're refreshing. It's a new look, and I think what gets me the most is that these shows play into the MCU. They're the same characters that we've seen before. They're dragging in the storylines from the movies that we've seen. 
with all of this being like pre-in game, it's been nice. Um, I want to touch on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's my least favorite one. I didn't dislike it, but the mm-hmm. big thing that I really liked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the realism that it gave of the aftermath from the snap and then everybody mm-hmm. coming back. Because in yeah. WandaVision, it is post-Endgame, but we're dealing with Wanda as a person post-Endgame in her own little world, in this one section of the entire universe. Falcon in The Winter Soldier dealt with, like, this is how it affected everybody. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of political stuff that you we would have to deal with had this actually happened. And it touched on points like people moving into houses, like people, the smallest of the problems was like people were moving in into like homes after the snap. And then when the snap came back, as we know that everybody just popped up in the same place that they disappeared in. So now you have half of the population popping up in other people's houses. It was like, you see Um, that it's a lot to deal with. Yeah. So uh, not to cut you off. I'm sorry if I'm, Cut you off. So if you got some more to say, go ahead. I could get to the point later. Well, you can go ahead and get started. Ace is actually in the waiting room, so we're going yeah. to. Okay. Let All right. In. So I was. We're gonna let Ace. in. All right. Ace. So, so while he's coming in, hello, Ace. Hello, uh, Ace. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Well, I was gonna... <laughs> what I was just gonna say is, um, there's this show called Manifest. I won't get too deep into the plot, but something similar to the snap happens in that show. And it deals with people coming back and they're like, oh, my spouse is married to somebody different. Oh, there's someone living in my house. What like it? Uh, it's sim- like the way they handled uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is somewhat similar to how that show first, like the first couple of episodes of that show went. And I thought that was a good way of showing the ramifications of the snap, because a lot of times in movies, when a big event happens, it's just like, hey, it gets solved off screen. Let's move on. But they actually took time to show and develop how that affected the world at large because as we know the snap didn't disaffect like people in america it was a thing that happened across the universe and the world and while we haven't seen the greater universe ramifications we probably won't see that till maybe like guardians yeah like how it affected other planets but like at least we got to see in in falcon and Winter soldier how it affected earth and i think that was like uh very important yeah and that's that's what I really liked about it. And the other thing, and I find this funny, the other thing that Falcon and the Winter Soldier pointed out is that these heroes are broke. Everybody's broke. <laughs> like Tony Stark. Tony Stark was the bank. Tony Stark was the bank. And you look at it, it's like, yeah, these guys, these guys are broke. So touching back on the Disney Plus shows. You talked about what if, and I I definitely want to hit on that. The animation in what if has been amazing. Like like you said, Marvel's animation has been a hit and a miss. And the only two animated Marvel films that I have enjoyed are Planet Hulk and Into the Spider-Verse. Those are the only two animated Marvel movies that I've really enjoyed. And seeing and uh, into the Spider Verse ain't even ain't even right. Marvel it's not. It's, it's not like really Sony. even Marvel, but yeah. What if has been refreshing? The animation and the storytelling is really they they are on DC's neck with the animation. Mm-hmm. They are if they continue this way, 
And if they start expanding into movies, they're coming for DC's neck. Now, DC, I love their animation, but I get I feel like after this, they're going to have to step it up. They're going to have Definitely. to step it yeah. up. But yeah. All right, Ace, can you hear us? <laughs> that I can. Can you hear me? Yes, we mm-hmm. can. How you doing today, brother? Doing good. How y'all doing today? I'm doing good. All right. Sorry for the delay, but I am here now. It is all good. I'm glad you could join us. But um, we're talking about the Disney Plus shows, and I want to get your opinion on how you feel about them. Uh, I've been enjoying them so far. Um, WandaVision definitely popped off. Um, probably still the best Disney Plus show to date since uh, since what they put out. Um, Captain and the Falcon Soldier, I definitely like that. I caught the end of what y'all were saying about Captain the ramification. Captain and the Falcon Soldier. <laughs> You, you know what I you know what I meant though. We're gonna let it slide. We're gonna let that one slide. Um, I caught I caught the end what you were saying. You know how um we got to see the ramifications of the snap in that one, and I did like the aspects of that. And then what we got left. Loki Loki was definitely good. I definitely like Loki because as you all know, that was the start of the multiverse. Didn't expect that to happen, but it did. So here we are. Um, and then now we have the What If series, which I've definitely been enjoying. I haven't seen all of them yet. I only have just, I just ain't seen the last two, but I have been enjoying them so far. They've been really good. Yeah. Definitely since it's the fact that they're actually showing stories within the multiverse, which is a good thing. So I think it's beautiful. It's not necessarily so a-, a What If, it's just more of a, it's really just these are other stories that's going on in the multiverse, really. Yeah. yeah. It, but technically it, it kind of is like a what if the other thing that I like about what if is that it ends with like another what if question. It's kind of like your theme. Here's this Correct. what if that we're exploring and then the way they end is like, oh, what if they did this or what if they happened that? I kind of like the way they've been ending it. Um, The other thing with the what if series, a second half uh trailer came out a couple days ago and it looks like that they're going to be doing a sort of team-up crossover episode with all of the what-ifs that we've seen before and putting oh. them in one episode. I must have missed that. Interesting. I've seen the trailer, but I guess I just didn't pay attention fully. <laughs> yeah, it's, I I um, the trailer, yeah. They're bringing, it's both Doctor Strange, Captain Carter, uh, T'Challa, Star-Lord. Um, I think the zombies are supposed to be in, in it as well. And I think that was the thing all along that all of these episodes were supposed to lead up into one big team-up episode, but that trailer really solidifies that that's where they're going for. Okay, okay I'm about that's, to check it out. That's, that's interesting. I think so that T'Challa really one was definitely a good episode. Star-Lord and T'Challa and yeah, Star-Lord? T'Challa and Star-Lord, yeah, that was a good one. Especially, I mean, because I was wondering how it was going to pull that what-if off. So, I, you know, they gave a decent explanation. So, I, it was one like, okay, yeah, I'll take that. I'll give y'all that one. I'll let y'all slide with that. But then, like, the one one of the big things that surprised me that episode, it was just, like, the whole Thanos thing. And I'm just like, are we? Was, is, is this what we're we doing? That was <laughs> my favorite. That, was, that was, like, the biggest, like, plot twist. Like, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm like, okay, Him so not only. just sitting down and cooperating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so not only did this man become Star Lord, this man stopped Thanos single handedly, stopped Thanos from right. destroying half the from destroying half the universe. I think that was just, like you said, a good little touch right there. 
And then, like you said, just the fact that him just sitting there cooperating and everything, it's just weird. Like, Thanos is cooperating No with stones. I, I like the running <laughs> joke in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that was good. You're about, everybody was like, it's just genocide, guy. Yeah, him explaining his plan to everybody. And they were like, dog, that sounds like genocide. And he was like, <laughs> but it's effective. I was like, no, that doesn't change the fact that it's genocide, yo. Hey, hey he was trying to let y'all know, hey, but it was going to be effective, though. I definitely may, like call when, they did it. when he dropped in Wakanda and he's explaining to Okoye his plan and she was like mm-hmm. that, that sounds, sounds like genocide, like genocide. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah that was crazy I think yeah the, the whole Thanos running bit was the probably the best part of this it was admit, uh, the second best part because T'Challa you know it's T'Challa he stole the episode, the episode of course but um yeah. I like how they pulled I that I think it was off. an interesting take too yeah to, yeah, definitely. To explore T'Challa's character with him not being king or him wearing the mantle of Black Correct. Panther. Like, what could he be if he was as free and um as explory as Star-Lord was? And I think mm-hmm. they re- did a really good job because even though he was the, the outlaw type, he still had his morals, like his Wakandan morals, like the the right yeah, or wrong, and we should be helping people, and etc. So, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. But um, now let's get into the upcoming Disney Plus shows and Phase Four movies. So, what are you guys looking forward to for Phase Four? Doctor Strange. Hands <laughs> down, <laughs> Doctor Strange too. <laughs> Um, I, I've what they've shown so far. If I'm going to go by like trailers, I am definitely interested in Doctor Strange too. Uh, Spider Man, I'm interested in, but that's more of like nostalgic reasons. Like, yeah. cause at Spider Man, Sp- uh, Spider Man Two is uh the with Tobey Maguire. That's like the still my favorite live action Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. I the, like nothing. So the fact that I got to see Doc Ock again, I'm like yes, inner. Five, like ten year old me is like, oh yeah, he's back. <laughs> so, but besides that, um, Wakanda Forever, I'm super interested in because it's supposed to be introducing Iron Man's protege, uh, Ironheart, and also I'm with all the things surrounding, you know, uh, Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. Uh, I'm really interested to see how they deal with that and move forward from it. Like, who will there be another Black Panther? Yeah. How will all that? How all? How will all that like play into the greater MCU? Like, Wakanda was already making strides to kind of be more inclusive in the world, with the you know subsequent disappearance. Because I don't know how they're gonna address uh, Chadwick's passing in the movie. Like, if they're gonna just say that Sujala died, or if he's missing or something, how that'll affect that as well. So. Uh, it'd be really interesting to see how they uh, move forward from everything. So based on like the real world ramifications, I'm interested, but also the MCU ramifications of like everything that surrounds that. I'm also interested in that as well. That's a good yeah. point because this would be the first time that I want to say this is the first time that the MCU would be tackling a real actor death into the universe. Mm-hmm. So as long yeah. as they don't do it, like Fast and the Furious did, I think we'll the, be fine. I think I think we'll be fine. I think rest, they have rest to. Rest in peace to Paul Walker, but I think yes, like they it, have it, to. It goes into the issue. I'm 
real quick, I'm going to touch on this real quick. It just goes into the issue of that they don't stop making movies. And every time they make a movie, they put Paul Walker's character in it. And it's kind of like, okay, Oh, yeah, in sure. sentences or stuff. Yeah. Or like, right. he's driving his car. Yeah, it is kind of odd. I like the trick because the, for the, the movie when he did pass, they had a little tribute at the end. I right. thought that was tasteful. But they were mid-filming. It's just, so, yeah. But I think after that, they should have let it go or they should have did it differently if they were going to continue to involve him. But the only reason yeah. I brought that up is because you did bring up a good point with Chadwick Boseman's passing and how are they going to deal with that in the movie yeah. and with phase four going forward because Black Panther, how it started, how they integrated him into Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, he was he had the potential to become the next powerhouse of the new generation of Marvel heroes yeah, and potential, the fact, yeah. a definite, yeah. a definite potential leader to the next Avengers. Well, if we still have the Avengers, but like the next Avengers and stuff like that, he could have right. been a very influential voice on the team. So it, it's, it'll be interesting to see how they, I don't want to say recover. Cause in my head, that's just not, that doesn't sound too good, but like how they'll move forward, I guess. Right. With that project. That's yeah. the way to put it. And and I would have to agree with Push. I would hope that they don't go the Paul Walker route. Um, I just think they need to lay it on the rest somehow respectfully throughout the movie and just let, like Portia said, just be done with it. Because um, mm-hmm. you know, every time we we don't want to be every time we uh, you know bring up Black Panther, it's just R.P. Chad with Bozeman that we bring him up every single time, and it's just like, well, we know he can't appear because he's not mm-hmm. you know here anymore. So right. we just like like Portia said, we just need to. Lay them down respectively and just and just move on. Yeah. Right. Or every time we mention Wakanda, they bring up, well, T'Challa sent us this. Yeah. Well, T'Challa really <laughs> didn't. Why is he like, why is he sending y'all stuff and not helping you guys with stuff? You see yeah. what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And then so. it's just like, if he, it's, especially with him being the king and everything, it's just like, how would you pull that off with him being the king of exactly. Wakanda now? Yeah. And like, yeah, so like he, you know, he can't govern Wakanda without being in Wakanda. So they're gonna have to lay him down respectfully and just like like Portia said once again, just and just let it go, and just let it yeah. go. But um, but yeah, that's all I had on that. Uh, the uh, besides that, uh, besides the other ones I mentioned, I just want to mention one more. The Marvels I'm also somewhat interested in because yeah. uh, Photon. I'm definitely interested to see what they're gonna do with Photon. I forget her real name. She was in uh, uh Monica Rambo. Division. Monica Rambo. There you go. And also, uh, Miss Marvel will be introduced in her own series and eventually, and then uh, yep. show up in that movie. Oh, so, is that will that be a Disney Plus series? Yeah, Miss Marvel's gonna be a Disney, Disney Plus, Plus series. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh So I'm interested to see how that one will also play out, especially considering Captain Marvel. Like we we've already just somewhat discussed it a little bit, but like Captain Marvel's movie was so like kind of like lackluster, you know, and in points. I would like to see how. It is when she's like, when it's not like, oh, I'm trying to establish this character, but this character is already a thing. Let's see how this, you know, how she works, how she operates, especially when she has like a team surrounded her. So I would like to see how that moves forward, especially with, um, an, uh, I'm not, I won't say what she was doing, but she makes an appearance in Shang-Chi at some point. And yeah. so, well, like, even this to, like, not even say what she was doing, because if, if you've seen Shang-Chi and when Captain Marvel appears, we still don't know what she's been doing. Oh, that's oh, true. You're referring, that's true. you're referring to Captain so, Marvel. Okay. Okay. So, well, that's I mean, 
Her hair so, grew back. We know that happened. Well, speak, yeah, yes, <laughs> I guess. Well, speaking of one, uh, speaking of Shang Chi, almost said one. Speaking of Shang Chi, when do you guys think this movie takes place in the timeline? Because I'm have I want to say it takes place after oh, Endgame. Uh, most definitely, it's definitely after Endgame. It's definitely after Endgame. Beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, so they you, had that that little talk when it was inside the um the bar, and then she was like, "We know yeah. we live in a world now where where half the universe can you know disappear and with the snap." Just so yeah, I figured from that line that it it took place after Endgame, but I just you know they just never really confirmed it. But at, like I said, I just yeah, took I it from that. I'm not sure where in the if we're because all the Disney Plus shows have taken place after Endgame. If you're talking about that timeline i'm not sure where it falls yeah in between the series well no i'm not not necessarily talking about the disney plus series just saying like because either it either it's either taking place during the five-year span of endgame or directly after endgame and so yeah i mean to alex's point i mean we can guesstimate all we want but we really don't know like when officially because taking place one well mm, are we talking shane chi spoilers here no I'm We've been yeah, we're trying to be yeah. as very light, okay, very all right. light all right. as possible. All right. So, so I'm, I'm gonna leave that point alone then. Um, well, it's, it's, so, some, it's okay. We can talk about it. We can talk. Yeah, about it. it's yeah, it's one other thing that happened towards the end. It's just like, well, are we after end game or not? But it's just like I said, I'll I'll just say that one. But, I would, um, I would say we are, and I would say we are to not give too many spoilers. The end credit scene definitely confirmed. That this is after we are, for one yeah. specific reason. Well, that's what that's what I'm talking about. It could be, but it's it's all right. But um, other than spoilers, Shang Chi overall was definitely a good movie. It was definitely Marvel did their thing. You know, they came out and showed me why I should care about Shang Chi. Um, it had a lot of Bruce Lee type, Jackie Chan type action in it, so I think that was good. And it was just just an overall good movie. So I think Marvel did a very good job with Shang Chi. I feel like Alex just wanted to sneak that in there because we're definitely talking about what we're looking for for Phase Four. I mean, what <laughs> and, we're talking about, and, but and we started Alex, talking about Shane. And, and Alex wanted to sneak in. <laughs> he thought Shane she was a really good. It is, but it is. he, he but wanted I mean, to go ahead and sneak missed, that in it's there. It's part of Phase Four, though. It's part of Phase he, Four, he, though. He, he missed the beginning conversation. Yeah, he got to, to, hey. to show up on it's okay. time. Yeah, I had to get, I had to got, get my two cents in. He had to slide that in there real quick. But <laughs> real, real quick. He real, did. But, um, real smooth. He really but did. as far as the overall Phase Four, definitely, I'm waiting to see what Eternal's talking about. A lot of these trailers ain't really been catching my pe- maybe this very last trailer really caught my interest in all the other ones but i'm really waiting to see what the ramification of the eternals will have on the mcu now because you know where have y'all been all this time you know i get you know in the quit in the trailer it was like well we can't interfere with human problems well okay whatever but now that y'all here what does this mean um are the celestials coming back now now the eternals are coming are do we have to deal with the galactus or something sometime in the future because the eternals are coming like what? What is going on? Why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah, I think um, A started with the Doctor Strange movie being the one he was looking forward to, and that's one I'm looking forward to having Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, Wanda being who she is now, and Loki uh, in the same movie. Yes, I'm calling and it. And touching on the fact that when they first announced the movie that they said is going to be a horror-type film. 
in the third circling rumor, I only seen it once that Wanda is going to be a possible villain. I called it. I called it. So there's a lot of factors that is making me very excited for this movie. So that's my my number one pick for what's coming up. Um, definitely Black Panther and Blade. Um, oh, I forgot about Blade. And lastly, I would think I want to say Thor: Love and Thun- Love and Thunder. Um, the fact that they're bringing Natalie Portman back, that she's going to be a female Thor. And where is this going to fit in? And also, what is this uh, fourth Thor movie going to? Because he's given up the throne um, of Asgard to Valkyrie. Um, yeah, last thing uh, we saw to be a member. of the Guardians of the Galaxy now. Be, yeah. So I'm interested to see how they play that into his movie. Yeah. And if, um, and you may know more than me, Jay, based on the comics, if. Natalie Portman being Thor plays into the multiverse thing that they have going on for this phase. You know, I didn't even consider it. This could, based on, oh, man, I, again, it's we're not going to yeah, spoil it, but watch yeah. Loki. Watch Loki. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, I didn't even think of that. You're right. It could be that. Oh, wow. So those, yeah, are, no, my, uh, those are my top four picks. This is solid. I so. think everyone here has some solid stuff. Yeah. Um, well, if yeah, I'm not really excited. I'll go ahead and go into what I'm not excited for, or they need to give me, or I just need to see the trailers to get into it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. The first Guardians of the Galaxy was great. Loved it. The second one was, eh. I have, I I won't say that I didn't like. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but it didn't give me that same feeling as Guardians of the Galaxy 1. And I, I can understand that because 2 was a lot more to deal with the explanation of why Peter could hold a, a Infinity Stone in the first place. <laughs> yeah. It was more like that. I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. I enjoyed it as well. Like before anybody started saying, like, oh, he didn't like it. I, I enjoyed both Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but 2, if you. You gotta admit, two was not as good as one. That's it had hard. a lot. It had a lot of character growth moments, and I like that about it. But it still wasn't as finite, well written story as one because it felt like partway through two, it felt like, oh, we need an excuse for Rocket and Groot to meet back up with the rest of the crew. Uh, uh, uh the Ravagers. The Ravagers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's that's the only reason I need to see the trailer. Oh my. I need to see the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 to actually say, okay, I'm feeling it. Um Captain Marvel 2, it's because what Jay said before is with Captain Marvel was kind of like a lackluster movie. So I'm interested to see because there's a lot of elements that can play into Captain Marvel mm-hmm. 2 that can hold my interest, but I have to see how they're going to play on it because at the end of the first Captain Marvel, um, the villain of the movie, I can't remember his name. She let him go. She sent them back to their planet or whatever and was basically like, you know, tell your master to F off. So she did that at the end of the, um, the first movie. But that was like in the 90s and we don't see the ramifications from that. 
2, mm-hmm. um, Monica Rambo becoming Photon, and the beef, I don't want to call it a big beef, but the slight, the tension that we felt when um, they brought up Captain uh, Marvel to yeah, Monica anybody Rambo. asked her about it? They yeah, asked, like, you asked. could feel the tension, and then it's like, oh, so they got beef. Like, what's up? What's going on with that? Well, well I mean, if I if I could just make any guesses, that it was her godmom, and she did just kind of peace out, and her mom, you know, was yeah. dealing with cancer and all this, that, and the other. So she could hold, like, a Resentment where were type you thing. type yeah. yeah, like, where where the heck were you, you know? Yeah. So. Or you only came back when, you know, everybody These people needed you. and stuff. And that that's but not your family. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of factors that they could put into this Captain Marvel 2 movie. I just need to know where they're going with it. And hoping yeah, that it doesn't true. turn out to be the lackluster type of thing that it was in phase three. And also, where does she play in with all of this multiverse stuff going down? Yeah, that is that'll be interesting to see because I I feel like the end of Multiverse of Madness is really going to have some major ramifications for... Or maybe even Spider-Man. The series as a whole. I mean, Spider-Man definitely... I feel like... Well, I feel like Spider-Man is the, the, the hat tip to Multiverse of Madness almost. Okay. So that's why I kind of... I think the end of it will definitely have ramifications. It's just... I feel like it's more leading to Multiverse of Madness because it kind of kicked off the whole... Well, not it. Well, most of Loki kicked off the Multiverse thing, but this has really opened the doorway to stuff's getting crazy yeah As, I would agree. especially from like the trailer so so i would agree i think the rest of them i'm looking forward to weirdly enough i'm excited for ant-man um i would say ant-man one i did like it but it was ant-man two for me i guess when they introduce well she was already introduced but when you get ant-man in the wasp in the teamwork and then mm-hmm. Her character, I really enjoyed that, and then yeah, you, nice. you tie in the quantum realm with all of that, and so I'm kind of excited for for Ant Man. But going <coughs> to the um the Disney Plus shows that I'm excited for, I would have to say I don't know, I don't know. I guess because of the private conversations I've had with you, McMillian, is. Uh, Secret Invasion, um, Ironheart being um, her being Iron Man's protege, and the fact that she's going to show up in Wakanda forever. Um, I don't know Hawkeye. I am excited for Hawkeye because of Black Widow. So I, in a sense, Black Widow has value because <laughs> <laughs> of what I feel like is going to go down in the Hawkeye series, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess the rest of them, I won't say I'm not interested. I think I just need to see like the teaser trailers and stuff to see is this the type of show that I want to watch? Is this the type of character that I really want to dive into? And I may just watch it anyway because they broke the rules and said um, that these shows weren't going to have any effect on the MCU. Because they broke that rule, it's kind of like now we have to watch these shows. Almost, yeah. Because basically. you broke the rule once, you could break it again. And if I just decide to skip one of these shows and you do the same thing that you did in Loki, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I mean, yeah you got to. 
Yeah. I mean, luckily they're on a streaming service, so you can play catch up. But yeah, still, it's right. like, oh man, I could have known this. I could have went into this movie knowing about this that happened in this series. Exactly. You know? so, did they, did Marvel say that from the beginning that the Disney Plus series was not supposed to have ramifications mm-hmm. on the M- MCU? They they said they said at the beginning. I believe when they were talking about Phase Four, uh, and maybe someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember people him saying that to watch the movies, you will not have to have watched these shows. I, I mean, think well, I remember I guess, that too. In a and sense, I get what they're saying, but I mean, well, at the same I would, time, I mean, start well, just starting off with one division is just like what happened in that. It's just like how can I? But I can see, see one division as, I guess, the only thing I would say about one division because I I I see where Ace is going, and technically I agree because of the power jump. So, and well, where, I mean, where, if she is showing up and. Multiverse of Madness as a villain. Although right. I, if she does show up as a villain, I don't think she's going to be a villain from the beginning. No. It'll probably happen halfway through or something like or that. Or it may cause... be something in the beginning and then she humbles out towards the end. Some but, uh, but then again, we're making all of these assumptions, going back to Ace's point, we're making all of these assumptions based on WandaVision because Vision. of the power Ace? jump that she got. So, I don't know. Maybe, because I do remember them saying that it wasn't going to have remnants vacations on the MCU, but maybe they took a step back and really looked at it and was like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> you gotta watch these shows. And we're gonna do it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna step outside the MCU and I'm just gonna go Disney. That is a power money move for Disney. Yeah. Having the, these shows have ramifications on the MCU, you're gonna get this Disney Plus subscription. 100%. So you can catch up on these shows. And I, that's where I feel like they were like, fuck it. Yeah, because I mean, especially with... Because first of all, Loki has so many ramifications on itself with the MCU. Yeah, and and then they're coming out with a season two for that. It's just like, how am I not supposed to be able to watch these and not know what's going on in the MCU? It's just, at this point, it's just like, in some instances, like, yes, I can see what y'all are saying, but it's just like some certain shows, and just like I said, especially locally, it's just, there's no way I'm going to just be watching the movies, but like, oh, well, what happened? Yeah. What are we doing? That here? makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so. Just, just I don't wild. know. So I kind of feel like we're trapped now. You you <laughs> have to watch all of the series. Like, even if you're not looking Interested, forward to them, you know, it's like yeah. you, you, have, you have to watch them at this mm-hmm. point. I think yeah. the only one, and putting out one out, what if because what if is kind of a series of its own but looking at the three live action ones i would think the show that has the least ramifications is falcon and the winter soldier on the mcu as a whole yeah as a whole yeah. i think yeah. that's the one that has the least yeah. ramifications cuz like with that one you can when you cannot watch captain and the winter soldier captain i mean falcon and the winter soldier and still come back and be like oh, okay so he's Captain America now, you know, you don't necessarily need to watch. Yeah, because you, if you've seen Endgame, that for that. you kind of knew that was going to happen anyway. Correct. It was more, if you, watch, if you miss Captain America and Winter Soldier, the only thing you wouldn't know is that how Bucky and uh, Sam's relationship grew. Correct. And also that there's, well, and that there might be another character eventually showing up to cause some problems. Correct. Yeah. But other than that, you yeah, that's probably one of the only ones that you'd be like, okay, you can skip this one and still be fine with the MCU. I think they're going to actually expand on that because looking at these lists they're of gonna movies, have to. they're going to have to. But another reason they're going to have to, looking at this list of movies, there is 
we don't get a solo Falcon or Bucky movie. No, we probably no. not gonna get. They might pop I'll up. I'll be in surprised somebody else's if we movie. get one of them. It's it, like, but we, I know, guess we know we're not I'm getting one from Phase from Four. Stand, I'm coming from the standpoint that, and you don't even have to watch the series to know this, but coming off of Endgame, Cap passed the mantle. Correct. To Falcon. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe their thing's just gonna get expanded in the series, and they just may pop up in other people's movies. And it goes back to the point I was making before of where this the central theme of this phase being the multiverse and the mystic arts. They don't really play into that. Mm-hmm. Captain America, if they had were going this route in Phase Three, I don't think Captain America would have been a heavy hitter like he was because they don't tie into that. Yeah. So they may they may get a movie going forward, but I can I now that I'm thinking about it, I can understand why they're not getting a solo type film in this phase. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this? I mean. I really wouldn't. And since we're, I, I'm looking at Phase Four as basically like the next startup, you know, phase for MCU, you know, kicking off that next generation. And with that being said, I'm not sure where a solo Falcon movie would actually fit in to this phase, especially with all the movies that's already been lined up and what they're, you know, what they're gonna bring to the MCU. I just don't, I just don't see where they would actually put that right now. And that just goes yeah. back to maybe what the theme of this. Phases, Mm -hmm. and they even in the show, like there, you have WandaVision that's touching on the mystic arts. You have Loki that's touching on the multiverse. Where they were touching on in that show, they you could have possibly gotten a WandaVision and a Loki crossover, but you couldn't fit. Falcon and the Winter Soldier into that because it it doesn't fit. They don't fit into that. Yeah, it was just here's here's um Sam's story taking over the mantle of yeah. Captain America, um which will have ramifications on the MCU because you know he's going to be the next Cap. But as far as the multiverse and everything, he is no no he doesn't really fit in there for the time being. The only movie um, I could see them popping up in is maybe Ant Man because they've met they've teamed up with Ant Man before. Correct. In Civil War. Yeah. That's the yeah. only end that all of these other movies seem to be happening like in their own space. Correct. So I seem like if they were to touch down in any one of these movies, I think Ant-Man would be the one that they would touch that, down. That, that, that seems like the only logical one as well. Because I mean, at this point, what would Ant-Man 3 even be about? Um I guess we'll just have to wait and see because Ant Man, that's like it's coming towards the end of Phase Four, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll be doing some more Quantum Realm stuff. Who knows? I, I mean, don't know. It's all Quantum Manium, so yeah, it is Quantum Manium. So the fact, touching on it, the fact that they've used the the Quantum Realm to time travel, the multiverse stuff is coming. Touching back on Kang the Conqueror, he's supposed to be in Ant Man. They may just be taking the quantum realm to like the next level. The of next what level. You can do with it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, we'll have to see. I just hope. Yeah. I just. I just hope they don't get too messy with the MCU because they bring it in the multiverse now, and if they step and up the quantum realm, it, it, the quantum yeah, realm to, to another prop- step, it has to be properly. 
crafted. Yeah. If they do just, anything I... like how the how DC handled their live action multiverse, ah, <laughs> uh, it's we're not gonna touch on it, but it wasn't great. But I yeah, think I, just... I don't know. I feel like the MCU plans very methodically. There no, is a I, I method agree. to their madness. I like, agree. I feel like they have all this stuff planned out. I think the only hiccup in their plans is was Chadwick's Chadwick's death. Boseman's death. But I yeah. think they have all this stuff planned out. And I think they're looking at us theorized like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I just like you said, I, I definitely would agree that they definitely planned all this stuff out, but I, I just hope they they plan smoothly. That's just all I hope they plan smoothly. Execution, because doing, because we... doing, yeah, because doing this multiverse thing, it can get messy. But as long as they keep it, you know, somewhat messy but a contained mess, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, I think I, I, I think that... they got it. I think we're waiting for the execution. You plan, yeah. Unless execute, yeah. And I, all things considered, phase four has been looking good so far. So I'm yeah. trusting that they're they're gonna handle it well. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. I think they've that. been handling it uh, very well, given the fact that they have these sideline series. Because through the Infinity Saga, we didn't have like side nothing, series. Nothing. And then so now they're trying to manage series can and actually help the build the MCU, which is right. a great thing. So it's a beautiful thing because then we get more of that universe without having to wait every few months or so for another movie to come out. It's just it's just good. For mm-hmm. now, if it's I guess I would say they've been balancing it well because none of these movies or series have collided with each other. They've been in their own little lane. Given they fit into this big central theme of the multiverse, none of them have started colliding with each other yet. So I would say they've been balancing it very well. I think, I feel like what you're leading into, Ace, is that when shit hits the fan, when all of this stuff starts colliding, how well are they going to handle that? Yeah, that's true. That's that's just what I'm waiting on to see. But um, I mean, Marvel Marvel took us through the whole ten years of the Infinity Saga, so I'm pretty sure they're going to take us through another ten years or whatever they got. We're just going to call it the Multiverse Saga for right now. And um, yeah, I'm just seeing, you know, just just going just glad to see where they take it and um, what they got in store for us. Cause I didn't, I did not expect them to bring out the multiverse after Endgame. Cause you know we was all wondering, you know, well, you know, well, what's after Endgame? What's after Endgame? Or did they just pull out their pocket? Boom, multiverse was good. Well, they actually thought they were gonna bring it out in Spider Man, uh, Far From Home. The the theories behind the trailers and stuff, they thought they were going oh, yeah, to because... introduce the multiverse in that movie. Yeah, because even Mysterio mentions I came yeah. from a different universe. Yep. As his like little jokey joke, yeah, <laughs> yeah, his jokey joke. So can they we, we... they they snuck it in there, but I think now I think it would be fair to say right now to call this the multiverse saga because of what's coming up. Yeah, I mean that's basically what is it what it is so far. At least that's what Phase Four is, but we have to see what Phase Five will be. But I mean, like I said, we're just gonna dub it the multiverse saga for right now. But um. I lost my train of thought. You you can just continue. That was pretty much all I had, unless uh, McMillian, you had something else. 
touch on? Now, all in all, all in all, I'm here for the ride of the phase four. It has a great start so far, Same. and I can't wait to see where it goes. Hopefully, the X Men. Well, you know, speaking oh, yeah. speaking of the speaking of the multiverse, we might get. You know, there's been some rumors that we might be getting Venom soon as well. And the MCU? Oh, that he might come from the Sony yeah. side to this? That he may it's come interesting because there, there, has, there has been talk over at Sony that uh, they will eventually have a crossover with uh, Tobey Maguire's... I mean, not Tobey Maguire. Tom, uh, Tom Holland's. Tom Holland's, thank you. Tom Holland's Spider-Man? Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, possible. I don't It'll know. Be interesting. I think it's going to happen on the other side. I think they're going to make the crossover to benefit their Spider-Verse. And not make the crossover to benefit the MCU. That's my opinion. I don't think uh, that they're going to... It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see, but I don't think they're going to sneak in Venom into Tom I mean, Holland's they wouldn't Spider-Man. necessarily sneak him in, but I get what you're saying, though. But, um... I mean, whether Tom Holland goes over to Sony's universe or whether Venom comes over to the MCU, either way, it should still be a good time. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mind it. I, I wouldn't mind villains, it. It's but... the execution. I'm all at yeah. Beautiful idea, execution. <laughs> execution. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's important. But um, that's all I had, guys. So I want to thank you both for joining the first official episode of the Blurt Mob. Um, for those yes. listening, make sure you follow us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Blurred Mob. That's at T H E B L E R D M O B. And subscribe to us on YouTube by the same channel name. So that's it. And this is the mob checking out. Peace. Hands up. If you love them, where you at, stand 10 toes down. Shot ain't a look at me. Don't look at me. You can let them haters hate when they answer where I'm smiling. I just tell them life.